0: In this one, you're about to meet Kay, who went from working three jobs to becoming a top one percent creator on OnlyFans. Let's take a look. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get into it. So I obviously had to get you on because you've just been uh, crushing it. So before we get get into the details here, tell tell the people who you are, what you've been up to, what you're about, and all that good stuff.
1: Um, so, I'm Kay. I started my OnlyFans journey in 2021, um, just as kind of like a casual uh, joke slash side hustle. Um, I maybe post like once or twice a week. Up until 2022 of last year, which was in February, I started to take OnlyFans more serious. Um, I was in a position where... I had uh, employment to be a caseworker, but I was waiting on clearances to come back. So I was unemployed for a month, and so I kind of just started tinkering around on OnlyFans. And after that, it kind of just took off. After being a caseworker for a month, I kind of said, you know, whatever with it, and tossed that to the side, and then became a full-time creator. I'm currently at 0.89% of all creators.
0: So before we get into, you know, all the strategies and everything that you've been doing, tell me a little bit about like, what was your life before OnlyFans? Like, what was your job? Like, what were you doing? Like, how was, how did that whole situation look?
1: So at the time I lived by myself, um, rent was pretty high. I was paying about 1200 rent by myself. So I did have three jobs i graduated with a bachelor's degree in psychology in 2020 and so i put that to use and i was a caretaker for those who have um, mental health struggles and then also a caretaker for those who have intellectual disabilities and then my third job was a cake decorator so all at once i was struggling three jobs um, about 80 90 hours a week and it was like a super intense burnout. And while I did appreciate um, the jobs that I did, and I love them, they do not healthcare does not pay very well at all. I was making twelve dollars an hour at the one job, and then sixteen dollars an hour at the other job to take care of people who did not always want to be taken care of. So,
0: when you started thinking about OnlyFans, I mean, how how did it even come into your awareness, or were you like fully on board, like? right off the bat or were you kind of hesitant at first or how did that kind of look
1: So I was kind of for it right off the bat However, I went through a couple relationships prior to my current one um where my partner either supported or didn't support OnlyFans and so that year where I kind of was like stagnant into whether or not I wanted to take OnlyFans serious really depended on the relationship I was in. I believe I was in three relationships um, within that span and two out of three said they were okay with it with uh, one who didn't become okay with it once it started happening. So um, OnlyFans itself kind of kind of fluctuated, but I myself was always on board with the idea of um, expressing myself because I am also a photographer. So like the modeling aspect, being able to put my um, photography skills to work was always just kind of a passion of mine.
0: Gotcha. So that kind of goes into one of the biggest things that uh, a lot of starting creators have to deal with, which is sort of thinking about, you know, family members judging them, you know, Mm -hmm. their personal friends judging them, um a lot of them don't want to get started out of you know they want to do it but it's that sort of fear of judgment from their friends and family so was that a a thing i mean aside from the boyfriends um was that a thing for you you know bringing it up to your personal family and friends or were they supportive or what what did that look like
1: um so i did have this when i started taking it serious serious full-time Last year, like I said, I believe it was February or March. Um, I did have a lot of conflicts because I was going to be employed with the county, working with kids as a caseworker, but then I was also a sex worker, and I knew at some point those two would have not aligned right, no matter my intentions. You know, I, it was completely something outside of my employment, but in the end, I knew that. Technically, it wouldn't be acceptable. So I got employed as a caseworker. Um, and after a month of being employed as a caseworker, unfortunately, I knew it wouldn't be acceptable. So I went ahead and quit my job a month after caseworking. At that point, I was making about three to 4000 a month. So it was definitely about equivalent to what I was making um, between... know my three jobs prior to and being unemployed Um, my family so that's a big one because uh, I kind of grew up reserved so I'll just come out and say that like as far as relationship wise I was very set on saving my virginity until marriage and that's what I was always taught growing up and so any you know any exposure of my body or how I wanted to express myself was kind of like forbidden, I guess you could say.
0: Right.
1: My parents might say otherwise if they see this podcast, (laughs) but, um, yeah, it was, I haven't technically come out exactly what I do. My parents asked to some extent, but I think they know to stop at some point into what they want to know. They just know that I model online. Um, and that I use my photography skills, which is a great outlet when you're a photographer to be able to use as an excuse. So I use that. My friends, um, I've actually, unfortunately, they haven't said it, but I've lost a good two or three friends um, just because they didn't respect what I do for a living and they um, they kind of see it as wrong and so, if I wasn't as successful as I was, maybe I'd take that into consideration, but that's not my belief. And so I just kept doing OnlyFans, pushed through, met the love of my life, lost a couple friends on the way. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question.
0: So what would, you, what would you say for, you know, creators that are kind of struggling with the same mental battle? You know, they want to do it, but they're also scared of what they're, friends and family might think um -hmm. do you do you have any regrets about starting it or do you feel like you're better off now than you were
1: um so sorry about this (laughs) so do i regret it i'll start by saying no absolutely not i don't regret it i will never regret it Um, It has completely changed my life, not only financially, but in the way that I express myself, my confidence, my overall lifestyle that I'm allowed to or I'm able to have. I'm able to have more pets. I'm able to own a house instead of rent Um, and just really focus on me like being employed from home has its uh, pros and cons. I will say that if you're thinking about it, you have to make sure that you're able to have time management skills and that you're able to lock down priorities. Because if you slack too much uh, or take too much time off, it will affect you because there's creators out there working almost 24 hours a day, to be realistic. Um, I work 8 to 10 hours a day, and I'm doing pretty decent. So if you think you can work for yourself in a normal you know, span of time just like The full job you're working now um, i think it's definitely manageable as far as family and friends um i go by you only live once so fuck it that's my (laughs) that's kind of my uh my terms so in my opinion you know you have to do what makes you happy you wouldn't stop um from marrying the person that you love just because hopefully because your friends and family don't don't like them you have to kind of look at the longevity and what it can mean for you and what it can bring to you and if that's something that you want to do I say go for it but if you do go for it then you have to go all in you can't just kind of do half because when you put stuff on the internet it's there forever so and I don't like saying that to scare people but it's definitely it's definitely there forever so if you're going to go all in you have to go you have to go
0: all in Well, I think it's good to know sort of the more realistic side of OnlyFans because I think, you know, especially in 2021 um, and stuff like that when OnlyFans was really pushing their affiliate program and getting the girls to promote their, you know, referral links and stuff like that. You had all these girls on TikTok showing off wads of cash, you know, and talking about how easy it was to make money on OnlyFans. But at the end of the day, if you don't you know, reach that, that top, you know, at least three or two or 1%, Mm -hmm. then you're still not really making that good of money. And you have all this stuff that you've put out on the internet. Um, so I think that's something that, that creators should take into consideration. Mm -hmm. So with, when you first kind of got started, what, um, what were the main strategies at that time?
1: Um, as far as marketing wise or where
0: were you you going on Reddit or Twitter? What was kind of the main thing you were, you were doing?
1: Um, So I primarily did Reddit at first, which Reddit can be a great platform, but it's very saturated. And so I will say that I kind of do regret doing Reddit because at the time I didn't have much knowledge on marketing. And so I was already posting almost full nudity on Reddit to promote myself. And so, I definitely recommend, uh, recommend becoming more knowledgeable before you s- just go out there and start, start marketing. Um, but my primary tools were watching YouTube videos, definitely about other creators and their journey, how they did it, what they do. I would listen to podcasts on Spotify, um, on just like tips on how to market and such. Uh, but back to, back to what you asked, Reddit and Instagram were my primary, um, promoters. I did get to maybe the top 6 or 7% with those. I'd say I gained a couple hundred subs, um, but it wasn't until I implemented TikTok and I will say Twitter because I did implement Twitter, but majority of my fans come from TikTok. It wasn't until I implemented that that I was able to get to the top 1%.
0: Now, so from what I, from what I remember on our previous conversations, you yeah. actually, at one point in time, were doing pretty well, like before, before you ever found my content on YouTube, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that, you had some pretty big months at some point. How did you get those big months? And then what went wrong from that point that caused it to drop off?
1: So I got those, it's kind of frustrating because I got those months the same way I got the low months. So one thing that does suck about being a creator or a sex worker online is that you're dependable on the people to buy your content. You're dependable on the people to subscribe to you. So I will say that like the work that you put in is equivalent, uh, or roundabout equivalent to what you get out of it. However, there are months where I work you know, 80-hour weeks, and I'm making less than uh, months that I work 40-hour weeks. And that's all because of usually my TikToks. Um, I see like an influx of views, whether or not my TikToks take off. It's not that I put in less work. Matter of fact, my lower months, I usually put in more work because I'm, I beat myself up over it and try to kind of catch up. Um, But that's, that all comes back to resilience and wanting to do OnlyFans because no matter, it's just like any business, you know, if you try super hard, it can plummet and you are going to have. Your burnouts. You are gonna have your um, your times where you feel like giving up.
0: So, do you feel like uh, so you were starting these these strategies mainly with you know Instagram, Reddit, Twitter, stuff like that, and you were basically doing you know what you thought was the the best strategies at that time, which maybe were the best strategies at that time, and then you know at some point in time, the the strategies that you were using, the tactics that you were using, they just basically stopped working.
1: Yeah. So not only did they, did they stop working, but at some point I found out that, you know, nudity marketing wise, from my standpoint, I'm not saying it's the only way to do it. Cause I know a lot of big creators who show everything on Twitter. That's just not the way I approach it for my brand.
0: Gotcha. And then, so as a result of that, um, you started obviously looking for new ways and different, you know, strategies and stuff like that you came across my YouTube channel, um, what, maybe a month, two months ago, a month ago, or
1: I think it was only about a month ago. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. And then since then, so, so when you found, when you first found my content, what were you making then? And what are you making now?
1: So when I first found your content, I was still merging my, my page, but, the primary page that I was using that month, I made 5,000, which was a very bad month for me. I'm not going to say that I was getting ready to give up, but I was on the brink of like where, like, what else do I do? Because I feel like I tried everything. Yeah. Um, with implementing your automation, your tools, and all the advice that you give, I uh, it is, March 15th and I have made 9,500 so far this month. So I'm set to make about 20,000 um nice. this month as long as things keep up.
0: That's super awesome. And so do you feel like um do you feel like it was mainly the strategy, mainly the tools, mainly just, you know, kind of organizing the way that you promote yourself or what do you think was kind of the main factor that that helped you do that?
1: Um so I would definitely say in your course, the page itself, like the promoting and the marketing is very, very helpful. And it definitely did drive higher revenue. However, when you talked about how to structure, you know, your page for a success, how much to show on the, the wall versus PPV messaging, um, just your sales tactics in, you know, making the subscribers feel that they are getting their fulfillment of money and getting a great deal. Um, I would say that 75, well, maybe not 75, 60% of my success came from that. The other 40%, I would say, um, came from implementing your marketing strategies.
0: Nice. So, so the thing is, you know, for anybody who's watching this on YouTube right now, obviously there's, you know, a ton of gurus and experts and all kinds of people all over the internet that are teaching this kind of information, what was it about my stuff that resonated with you?
1: Um, so I'm not gonna like give away secrets cause you have to, you know, pay for the exclusive stuff. But for me, when I always look for guidance on YouTube, I would type in, you know, OnlyFans such and such, what I was looking for, whatever popped up is what I would watch. Um, and that was stuff that has already gone viral Um, so one day I was like, you know what, let me type in OnlyFans and let me go to the latest that was uploaded. And then you were the first one that popped up, which I'm so like, thank you, God, that I opened that because it's changed my life. Um, because I sometimes like when I, when I think about the credibility, I want to hear from an actual creator because your girlfriend, Sierra, um, you showed her page, how she's doing, and so like that was very that was very credible for me, and it was relatable because not only did I was I able to relate to another creator um, who is more personal with you because it's your girlfriend, but I also had the other half, which was you and your knowledge and your uh, your marketing skills and automation skills.
0: Well, I I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think are some of the hardest things to overcome when you're doing this kind of stuff?
1: Um, so I would say the hardest I have, I have two things that I'd say would tie hand in hand, depending on how much you care about your, your family's opinion. Um, but I would say one of the hardest things out of the two is to get past what you really want to do and what other people think of you, because you will get so much hate for being a creator. Um, I was just talking to my partner the other night. I uh, I'm recovered from an eating disorder, and I had that about six years ago. And thinking to myself, like if I were to do OnlyFans six years ago, when I was at you know my absolute lowest, there's absolutely no way because you would get so much you get so much hate on TikTok. Don't get me wrong, you do get supporters, but other times you know you get people who like, oh, you're just selling your body, or you just want attention, or it's not a real job. So like one of the hardest, most difficult parts, not only aside from seeking acceptance from your family and friends, is to persevere and kind of go your own way, regardless of what anyone thinks, whether that be your family, your friends, strangers, um, that kind of thing. And then one other part that I would say is most difficult and it still is difficult and it will always be difficult for me. Um, is the marketing TikTok? TikTok and I have a love-hate relationship. I get so pissed at TikTok at sometimes where I just have to like, I have to go off for like a day or two and then just kind of focus on Twitter or Instagram because it hates me. Like it loves me, but it hates me. I'll get I'll get videos that reach a million to two million views and then the next thing you know, I'm opening my phone and my account's banned. So it is very, very frustrating. I think I've gotten at least 50 accounts banned in the past year. I have 70, which this is not in the norm, so don't think you have to have 70 TikTok accounts. But I have 70, like, accounts that are active with me posting one 20-plus or so a day. The others are kind of miscellaneous backup accounts. But it is very hard to work so, so diligently and long just for, like, the media to take down and have control of your business. Cause really in the end you're relying on your marketing to drive people in and you can't always, you know, fight with the app or get your accounts back when they decide that you're no longer allowed to post.
0: Well, I think that's a, a good point that you bring up because there's a lot of creators out there who are really sort of dependent on, you know, one TikTok account or one, mm-hmm. you know, Instagram account and you might be working on that for 6 months or a year or even 2 years and then all of a sudden for no apparent reason that account might just get banned and you basically lose your entire business off of one TikTok account that you were dependent on. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm taking away from what you're saying is that it's super important to of course have many accounts that you are working on and posting on of course it's still always going to be frustrating to you know deal with the algorithm changes you know sometimes TikTok does things that um you know of course we try to understand the algorithm as much as we can and navigate Mm -hmm. according to what's working as much as we can but on their side they're always trying to make it as random as possible so that nobody can figure out the algorithm and um obviously you have to put in all this time all this effort all this work you have to put yourself out on the internet in a super vulnerable way yeah Um,
1: that's a good word that's definitely a good word that sums it up
0: yeah and so what is for the girls that are out there there's um well for any creator on OnlyFans, you know most of us tend to have a negativity bias right so even if you post mm-hmm. a video and you get a million views on the video and you get thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are giving you positive feedback but there's just a few that mm-hmm. or you know a certain two or three percent of people that are giving you hate and negative feedback as humans we can't help but but hyper focus on the on those mm-hmm. negative comments as opposed to the thousands of good ones Um, so what would your advice be to creators that are really kind of, you know, getting stuck in, in the hate, uh, loop?
1: Right. Um, so I would say that the big breakthrough for me became making 5,000 plus dollars a month at that. It was kind of like, I don't care what they say. Like (laughs) they can hate on me, whatever, however they want, like their words can like It does not matter to me because I'm chances are more successful than they are and I'm more happy than they are with doing, you know, what I do. They might work a nine to five job Monday through Friday, and that's probably most likely why they're sour about it, is because, you know, they're not happy at their job. And I also think like I always have this background that I really believe like we have we all have bodies and I feel like people who hold back expressing their body is mainly because they're afraid of what people um, would think. So like, I don't, I don't think internally, if someone sits down and thinks about it, they're, they would be against expressing their body if they weren't afraid of what other people think. So I just kind of look at it as that they, they, they want to mold into the societal norm. Of you know it makes if something makes them feel uncomfortable or is out of the ordinary or is unacceptable and they um, in their eyes they're gonna call it out and they know that a lot of people feel that way so they don't hesitate to do so
0: you know what's funny is typically it's well two points here number one it's always the videos that get the most hate that tend to go the most viral so that's one thing I try to you know let let people know is that listen if you're getting a bunch of hate on this video chances are you're gonna make a bunch of money from this video so you should be you know when you start seeing those hate hate comments come in that's your that's your signal to start celebrating because Mm -hmm. (laughs) chances are that video is probably going to do pretty well Um, and the other thing is it's typically you know always every time with the the trolls and haters and people that are just super nasty on on TikTok, it's always some you know super generic uh profile picture they don't have yeah. any you know they don't have any sort of content of their own they're not doing anything of their own and to to your point you know you're almost with 100 percent certainty more successful than all of them combined mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um those are some of the main things to take into consideration when 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 people get hung up on these hate comments i mean they they literally mean nothing aside from helping you make more money.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. I agree.
0: Last question here, What, uh, where do you see your account or where do you see your business going from here? Do you think you'll be you know, going deeper into OnlyFans or do you think you'll be going more into more of a mainstream type of influencer type route? Or what? where do you think you're going from here?
1: So personally, I was in grad school for counseling, clinical mental health. Um, And I was very passionate about that. But again, just like the caseworker job, once you start seeing news of me on the internet, you probably, like whoever employs me is probably not gonna want me to be a counselor. Um, So my hopes in the future are that I still continue with OnlyFans, but maybe I could be, alongside of being my own creator, I can also be a, um, I could give guidance or maybe be a mentor To those who are afraid to start OnlyFans, whether that be because of body image or because of uh, different stereotypes or what people think, I just really want to always be a creator. I'll always have that outlet of my own, but maybe slowly branch out into helping other people once I build up even more credibility and experience of my own.
0: Just so the people know, if they want to learn more about you specifically, where, where can they find you?
1: Um, so my Instagram is kgaltop1, which is k-a-y-g-a-l-t-o-p-1. Um, I am current currently working on a YouTube channel, which I've uploaded my first video. It is not the best. Um, it is nowhere close to what Scotty has, <laughs> but it's me sitting here talking, so if you're if you're interested in that, um, Scotty, I'm sure I can give you what my handle is and you can put it below because I don't, I, it's every kiss begins with K, but it's spaced out different, and so I don't really know how to how to say that.
0: So, yeah, I'll definitely have all your stuff uh, linked below. It was awesome to have you on, and I can't wait to see where you go from here and what happens next.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to keep watching your content and getting better and better. <laughs>